Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. City. <laughs> What's you doing? Finally What's use that. Well, yeah. I wonder if I, I wonder if anybody knows where that's from. We won't talk about that yet. Honestly, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you know what that's no, from. No, we're not giving anybody a hundred dollars at this moment. But check back <laughs> in like two years, we might give somebody a hundred dollars. We might have a hundred dollars. So then. hello everyone. Welcome uh, back to another episode of True Crime Banter. Yep. Hello. It's been a while. Uh, as you guys can tell, I have my voice back for the most part, not too congested anymore. It wasn't anymore. even bad last time. Actually, like, no, but it was like that week That's of another recording. one of those things where only you noticed it. Right. But, well, sure. Yeah. And uh, we are back. I, I hope you guys are, are happy. I sure am. Um, what was the last episode we did? Lauren Cho? Lauren Cho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, of, uh, a lot of good feedback on that, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think a lot of people like that one. I know. As time goes on, we're just getting like more comments, more messages, and I love it. I love all the interaction. Just, I love it. I, I love it. I know. It's trying. I'm, I feel like I apologize to some people because I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just saw this or I'm sorry I got back to you late or something. Like, yeah. It's really, I now being on the other side of it, I'm like, oh, it's like, it's actually pretty challenging. Not impossible, but trying pretty to challenging. Keep up with everybody. Yeah, because you have your own life. You're doing research. You're like, we're trying to do stuff in our own life and- yeah. Not that this isn't important either, but it's kind of hard to keep up. And I just don't want to make it seem like I'm not getting back to people because I'm not interested. So I, I get back late to people, but it's never because I'm forgetting you yeah. people. That's all. But I don't, absolutely. Don't believe a word she just said. She, every, <laughs> I all I hear love, is. love like interacting with these people. I freaking love it. I mm. love the messages. I'm like, oh my God, you listen. Or, I, I love just that. I was just going to sarcastically say that all I hear is you complain. Oh my God, people are commenting like way too much. But yeah. Yeah, right. That was, you yeah, never hear no me such say thing that. for us. Keep it coming. Well, um, actually, I want to do this before because yes. I will be taking the lead on this one. Mm-hmm. And just a little teaser for you guys. <laughs> uh, in this situation, or in this case today, uh, I wanted. So you know, you know the old age-old saying: "Keep your friends close and your enemies closer." Mm-hmm. This uh, this story is a situation where you keep your friends close, your enemies closer, and your family closest. Okay. Yeah. Sketchy. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> you will see. Okay. But before we do get into the actual episode, you've got some uh, shout-outs and a bit of banter. Yeah, do you want to start with banter first? I already sure. have it up, so. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, I am also, this is coming from goodhousekeeping.com, you uh, guys. John Stamos. <laughs> John Stamos. <laughs> so I figure since Easter is tomorrow. It is, at that, the date of recording this. For yes, those of you, Saturday. Because this is going to probably go up. Uh, maybe well, Monday. Maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe on we'll Easter We'll see how day, much time so. we have, yeah. 
But I was like, why don't we? I know, like, okay, so I'm not like religious, right? Like, I, you're you're not either, right? Your name's Christian. Though. I know people always get that confused. It doesn't mean anything, anyway. So, um, I know you and I are like not right, but like, right. of course, there's churchy people, all that good stuff. So it's like, okay, they have their own Easter thing. But I was like, where the fuck did the bunny come from, right? <laughs> okay, so all like, right. Why is this there will a be bunny? Interesting. So I was like, let me look it up, and I did kind of this with St. Patrick's Day. No, no, what I do this for? I did the this for February twenty eighth. Why February? Yes, that's days. what it was. Okay, so I was like, oh, it's like another little holiday thing. <laughs> so, um, once again, go to housekeeping.com. Um, history.com reports, this is good housekeeping.com reporting, history.com reported okay. <laughs> that right, I like this. it was start. first introduced in the 1700s by German immigrants to Pennsylvania who reportedly brought over their tradition of an egg-laying hare named Osterhaus or Osterhaus from okay. the old country. <laughs> Legend has it this rabbit would lay colorful eggs as gifts to children who were good. So kids would make nests in which the bunny would leave his eggs and even sometimes set out carrots in case the hare got hungry. Remind you of any other holiday traditions? That's what it says. I oh. just figured they, oh, they okay. mean Christmas when, right, you, now, when you leave out cookies. Yeah. That's what I figure. The first thing uh, that came to mind when you said that name was... Yeah, yeah. What? Was, uh, oh my gosh, you always remember the name more than I, I do. Dwight. During the Christmas episode. Oh, oh my God. Belschnickel. <laughs> yes. yes. From the office. Oh what gosh. is it? Impish or what <laughs> yeah. is it? Uh, I, again, these are the one, these are the parts that you and remember. And then he smacks him with a <laughs> yeah. twig. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so it says eventually the okay. custom spread across America until it was a widespread Easter tradition. Over time, the fables bunnies delivery expanded from just eggs to include other treats such as chocolate toys such and such so easter baskets that's how they became a thing so okay. yeah so we have the germans who Thanks. immigrated germans. to pennsylvania to thank for that we got a lot to thank for the germans a yes. lot not to thank them for yes. as well <laughs> but <laughs> we won't get into that that is a heavy episode all right do you want me to get into the shout outs really quick yeah yeah let's okay. do, and actually you know i got two shout outs as well so okay it seemed like we had a lot more than i than I thought because um, I just had a lot of people privately messaging me, but they right. weren't shout outs. So anyway, it's not that many. But um, Vivian Star, she said, just wanted to let you guys know I love your podcast. You two compliment each other really well. And the Dennis Nielsen episode was wild with like 20 eyes. <laughs> Can I just say that uh, she never compliments me at all? So Who? You. She said we compliment each other very oh, well. Oh, shut up. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then she said, P.S., being that you guys like Love Island, she said, oh, you God. should check out Are You the One? It's okay. similar and well. so good. And then in parentheses, she said, you can count this as a shout out if you want, smiley face, well. which is why I included this. Yes. And then I, of course, her and I went back and forth for a while because I was like, um, we're well aware. We're what? well aware <laughs> are of Are You the One? <laughs> Too yes, aware. Binged every single one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys should check those out too. If you, if you need something um, new and stupid to watch, yeah. If you want to fry your brain just a little bit more <laughs> yeah. after listening to us, yes. So then the next shout out, I only have a couple more. Is mess of whimsy? She said, "The not knowing is what makes me crazy." And this is her um, in regards to the Lauren showcase. Oh, she said, yes. I can't imagine not being your family member and not having answers. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Last week was bananas. Dude, look unhinged. That's got to be Joel. Guy, it ha right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so then I I agree with that too. Back but sometimes with it, yeah. the, the unknown is what kind of makes it a little more yeah discomforting. Yeah, and also super sad since Lauren's family has no answer, no answer still, yeah. which we emphasized in that last one. Um, and then Nadia MCK05, she said, thank you so much for the shout out. So we shouted her out on the last one. All right, Nadia. And so she said, I screamed my house down, letting everyone know. <laughs> well, <laughs> she she's said, getting a little greedy right I now. I know. I'm <laughs> delighted. Only podcasts that give shout outs to their fans. I'm like, I don't, did, are we the only ones? I'm not sure. We, Do we, we have might fans? Be, I know, maybe. Are you a fan? Spe- but, speaking of fans. Yeah. Uh, Actually, well, no, what? I'll let you finish your point. Okay. It, whether we're the only ones. Um, and then uh, a woman by the handle of moments underscore by underscore a period Russ okay. said, I've binged your show, uh, exclamation point. You've covered some wild cases, exclamation point. Keep it coming, exclamation <laughs> point. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, those are our All right. Well, just to follow outs. up on the whole uh, fans thing, yeah. we did get some fan mail. From my <gasps> sister, we did. Oh, we don't have. It. He, Where he's, is he? Because he's not in here, and yeah, that's I don't true. want him in yeah, here. Yeah, right yeah. Now. <laughs> he's a little distracting. So if we'll you guys, show him on the next one. Yeah, if you guys are following us on um, Instagram, we yeah. posted a little like boomerang. I think is what yeah. those are called. Uh-huh. And it's it was dog shirts with our true crime banter logo. It's a on dog them. onesie. Yes, y'all. they were. There was two of them. We had like a mint one, the like mint so, color, and then a navy one. So he, thank he you, Kaylin Lane again. Kaylin Lane yes, from California. I've got two shout outs. Two. Okay, two. go for it. Uh, so one is from YouTube. Okay. Uh, it is Emma Geller, and she said, y'all are awesome. You remind me of Crime Weekly, mm. smiley face, which I don't know exactly. I don't know, but I'm going to check it out. Yes, and then she said, wouldn't be surprised if you got a big following, ex- exclamation point. Uh, also love that your cases aren't covered as much as uh, I hope she's right. by other I big hope we do get a big chains. following. I agree. Put that good juju And yeah, one of, one of the things we do try to do is cover smaller or lesser known cases. Yeah. Just because there's so much uh, space and for also, all of it. You know? I know, and also too, it's there's so many cases that have been covered. It Countless seems, times. yeah, that it's like, why do another one if somebody already has? I know before we started this, as a listener of like a binge-worthy, obsessive listener yeah. of every podcast <laughs> ever, of everything, documentaries, anything. Yeah, you'll literally listen to the same episode. So not the same, yeah, yeah. same case, like no, exactly. 17 Yeah, because I, I want to hear all of it. So it's like, but then when I hear one that I haven't heard of, I'm like, oh, hell like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of glad that maybe we're kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think we do a good job. Like you've said, you know, there are certain cases that as time goes on, you get updates or uh, – yeah. Um, there's new breakthroughs in the case that actually give reason to covering it. Right. And today's case is actually one of those. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, and then just before we get into the case. Yes. We also, got thank you. Her name was Emma. Emma Geller. Emma. Yes. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. That's that so was nice on YouTube. You. And then last but not least, uh, on Apple Podcasts, we got <gasps> another review. Ooh. Another five-star review, too. Thank you, by the way. Uh, by NBB1996. Okay. And they say... Honestly, I love how the podcast transitioned to where it's more conversation-like. Oh. Triple exclamation point. <laughs> they are doing fantastic, and oh. I love the case choices so far. Oh. Also, one rad thing this podcast does is post about missing BIPOC, which is, mm. I'm guessing, black, indigenous, yeah. and people of color. People color yep. uh, so excited to grow with this podcast. That is so, so nice. Yeah. I actually don't remember. Did I read that one? 
Did you show me that I one? I showed you that. I don't remember but that. But I showed you. You showed I me think the, the other YouTube one? one verse, yeah. Okay, that's what so. it was. Wow, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I really, uh, yeah, I'm glad. That's so cool. I'm glad cool. people are appreciating. Well, thank you. The, the effort we're putting in. You guys in, are I awesome, seriously. Coming from someone who had no friends, like, this is so had, nice that there's actually people out there. Had no friends? Anyway. <laughs> This anyway, is really nice. You guys yeah, are great. Thank I you. I agree. So thank you all for that. Uh, yeah, if you guys really do cool. want to get some shout outs, you know, feel free to interact with us on YouTube. Yeah. Again, reviews on Apple Podcasts are going to be right every single time. Yep. As long as they're not graphic or <laughs> mean. Or even if they are mean. I don't care. Or sexy. Ooh. Maybe even. I'll read it twice in two different voices. Uh, follow us at True Crime Banter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And also, I we did get a comment saying... Uh, get you know try to listen to us on oh, android, android or something so mm-hmm. i think obviously you can listen via youtube and spotify if you download the apps but i will see if google podcast is an option for us and try to get us on yeah. that. i've been saying that i've said that a few times now and now i've gotten a request for it so. i didn't know that like what what can't you listen to on android i, I didn't realize it was that I, I just think some people don't realize that there's certain apps available on iphone and android okay so stitcher obviously is available on android okay which we are on yeah and so uh yeah if you are listening on android or want to listen to us on an android phone download stitcher or again um spotify yeah Give or us a rating YouTube. or youtube i'm sure you gotta have youtube everyone's got youtube the tube all right the tube well enough of that garbage yes. by garbage <laughs> i mean us <laughs> <laughs> just going back and forth and uh let's go ahead and get into the story I'm so excited it's christmas 2014 44 year old tracy nestle is inside her home when she hears a loud gunshot on her back porch nothing new as her husband was known to fire off warning shots to any animals that attempted to invade the property the only issue with this though is that her husband never came back in. So this story first begins well over 30 years ago in Soap Lake, Washington. Uh, That's a town located in Grant County with a population of less than 2,000 people. Wow. So another small town out of here. It's pretty much just a rest stop. Yeah, here in (laughs) Washington. It is um, a little north of Moses Lake. So eastern, central eastern Washington. Okay. On one side of town lived the well-off family of the McNamaras. Tim McNamara was considered the family patriarch, so he has a son and a daughter, but he was most well-known for owning an apple farm that, over the decades, put him well into the Millionaires Club. That makes sense. Eastern Washington apples exactly. is kind of like, yeah. I think we're the apple capital of, of the country. The country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, on the other side of town lived Tracy Nessel. Now, Tracy, she's 22 years younger than Tim. So while Tim was thriving in his apple farming business, uh, Tracy was just a young little girl uh, having to grow up fatherless. And uh, nothing I could find could specifically say or point to what happened to her father. Mm -hmm. Um, They just made it a point that she grew up from a, or I guess came up from a broken family. Okay. Which this will play a part moving forward in the case, which is why, obviously, I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. In an interview back in 2018, Tracy Nessel, she described that she never really knew the McNamara's growing up, uh, but she always wondered what it was like to be them. She said she'd seen them around town, but there was never really any 
real, I guess, interactions between them. And it almost kind of reminds me of an old fairy tale or like Disney movie, I guess, where it's like this orphan child living out on, you know, from a broken family, just trying to get by. And then you got like the rich people in the castle. It's like, oh, I wonder what it would be like just to be them for a day. Yeah. So as time goes on, uh, there's not really much to make of these early goings. At 17 years old, Tracy Nestle moves across the country to North Carolina, where she finds herself a husband, and the town of Soap Lake is far behind her. Okay. That is, until Tracy gets something in the mail. What is it, you might ask? Well, it's an envelope. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) Ooh, exciting. An invitation, actually, from Soap Lake and from the family of Tim McNamara. Tim's daughter, Jennifer, was getting married, and apparently the family wanted her there. Uh, So Tracy, with that childhood desire of, I guess, longing to know what it's like to be a a McNamara, she accepted the invitation. Hold on real quick. I know. I know where you're going with this already. What? Tell me. What do you think I'm going to say? Why why is she getting an invite? Yeah, who the fuck is she? Right, exactly. How do they even know her? This is where uh, maybe... Right, this is... A situation that, when I first was researching this, I thought, I guess in a town of only 2,000 people, like, there's probably not really, like, a... Because the McNamara family wasn't this, like, unreachable family. You know, they, they, uh, I guess, were very attainable, or they were part of the community. I I mean, you gotta think. I feel like I can imagine. It's not like they're royalty, but yeah, Yeah. I mean... So, I would think that, you know what, being... I mean, they could probably invite everybody in town and have a grand old wedding, you know. So, it is weird, though. Trust me, this came across my mind, too, and I'm like, why is she getting an invite? I'm gonna let you continue. Now, I'm just saying that because that's what I originally thought, but I think there's a little more underlying information we're going to find out in the future yeah that there's speculation well, I trust involved you since you did this case yeah, so, there's yeah. speculation involved as to you know that might point to why she got an invite okay but I'm we'll, excited. we'll get keep going that. keep going so to the wedding uh tracy went solo though she was still married to her husband at the time and at the wedding she crumbs the crumbs she comes across uh none other than the mac daddy himself Tim McNamara. <laughs> Mac now Daddy. they, yeah, I've <laughs> said no. Mac Daddy because obviously he's a you know this family patriarch. He's the and big man in McNamara, town. Yeah, and his nickname was Mac. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. gotcha. But I'm still gonna refer to him as Tim. Okay. Now Tim, although uh, also still legally married at the time, he was actually in the middle of a divorce. And as Tracy describes the night herself during that interview back in 2018, she says the sparks just flew. It was a physical attraction, but it was more. We were spiritually, conne- spiritually, how, how do I say it? Spiritually, spiritually mm-hmm. connected. And then she says we were solely connected, like by the soul. And then here's where things get kind of weird. She says he was my dad. He was my best friend. He was my lover. He was everything in one. Oh so the dad thing is weird, but that's kind of where I brought up the whole fatherless because he was a father figure to her is what yeah. it sounds like. To say he was my dad is like yeah I don't maybe cringy. maybe the wording could have been better yeah but and yeah it, but 
I think I got the point. I'm though, gonna where let I was you like, continue. Okay. We, we all got daddy issues. Keep going. Exactly. So after this wedding, uh, Tracy went back home to North Carolina, where she would eventually end her marriage with her husband, while Tim was finalizing his own divorce back in Soap Lake. Timing. Yeah, and soon as Tracy's marriage was finalized, or I guess divorce, divorce mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. uh, she was back in Soap Lake herself. Okay. Yeah. Now things are moving. Tim and Tracy's relationship was very complicated. Uh, less than a year after dating, Tim started transferring all of his properties into Tracy's name, putting her name on the deed of everything that he owned. Okay. So these properties included the apple orchard that made Tim the talk of the town. Is this, I'm sorry, was he putting her name on stuff instead of his name or with his name? With his name. Okay. So okay. co-ownership, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Rumors say that Tim was worried his children would end up selling his apple orchard should... You know, he passed away, okay. and uh, he wanted to keep the orchard in the McNamara name, though. And okay. he believed that Tracy would be the proper person to do so. Okay. Which, to this date, it is still in his name. Okay. Tim's friends and family, uh, they weren't very big fans of this relationship with Tracy. Okay. And I wrote here, are there any guesses as to why? Um, She's 22 years younger than him? That's the first I mean, thing I wrote. Well... 22 year age gap yeah of course i put Some in people quotes have reservations yeah i put in quotes uh taking all his land because yeah obviously i mean it's you not know. really taking it if they're still married no both, but you maybe know? you know it kind of seems like are you just in it for the, the right, lifestyle but if you're somebody who's listening to this and you've watched a million of these and listened to a million of these you're instantly like motive motive right. motive yep. yeah you know because we don't know how this is gonna end at least i don't i don't know this case right yeah yeah so, uh, like I said, um, yeah, 22 year age gap, maybe taking his land or. It's giving me like life insurance him. vibes. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Him. Well, the main reason uh, is because Tracy's father is speculated to be a gentleman named Denny McNamara, who Wait. is Tim's brother. He married his niece? Bingo. Ew. <laughs> so, what again, the f- speculation. Yeah. But it is, like, well, I don't want to say confirmed, but everybody just assumes. She even says, yes, he was my uncle. She, in these interviews, he's like, yes, yeah, he was my uncle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. (laughs) This. Yeah. So now when Tracy describes Tim as her dad (laughs) and her best friend, her lover, her everything. Oh, In one, he was also her uncle. I know it. <laughs> wow, he's everything to her. Everything. Oh, in one. Is, so I know in some states, this is so gross that incest is actually like legal. Right. So is this, it is. Does this count? No. 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 I'm no, gonna no. throw up. Um, I can't even believe I'm even incest, discussing like usually, legalities of this. Yeah. Usually, it's like one. You have to be like three degrees away. What does that even mean? As in, like, um, she's only one degree. She's like her dad is his brother so it'd be have to, it would have to be like gosh, a second I don't know, cousin like a third cousin would have so to be so this is first. not even disputable this no. is straight no. up relative so eventually like, yeah they they never get legally though. married here in the See? states okay a town under 2000 you're going to date a cousin <laughs> eventually i'm just saying okay so by the end of 2012 oh uh basically all all of this took place in 2012 at first this whole uh, beginning of their relationship back in Soap Lake. And by the end of it, 
the entire community of Soap Lake no, no longer revered Tim McNamara as this guiding light of the town. I should say. Well, yeah, he's... <laughs> he's yeah, he's now the old man who let some woman 22 years younger than him convince him to give her the right to his land, his property, who also just so happens to be his Yeah, niece. why are we saying some woman? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So Ew. things are a little like I said very complicated. And so Tim and Tracy, uh, they did what any rational couple would do to escape the discomfort of Soap Lake, and they moved to Belize. <laughs> okay. <laughs> YOLO, I in, guess. In Belize, they buy a 50-acre farm, uh, also with Tracy's name on the deed, and they attempt to start a bed and breakfast, and they also, down there, get married. So okay, it's they're making legal it official. To marry your and this is where actually there. things kind of get confusing. Um, oh, now now well, it's well, get confusing in that sense because they oh, did get no. married, quote unquote. But it is still illegal down there to actually marry somebody that's only one degree away from you. But they don't know that down there exactly because you don't have to prove it yes. or whatever. And so there is some uh, as we move forward in the case again. There's some legality questions going on with who owns what so uh yeah all of this within the first year (laughs) down in down in belize gotta love it so here's the issue uh life in belize was not all that they were hoping it to be okay Uh, not even two years into their time there tracy describes that they were starting to run low on cash that the bed and breakfast never got up and going like they hoped it would And at one point, they were illegally logging on their property. So cutting down trees, I guess selling selling it for, I guess, firewood or something, which she, in this interview back in 2018, she was like, yeah, the the National Forestry Department or whatever down there in Belize, they were basically getting ready to knock on our door and take everything we had. Hmm. So they don't want you cutting down trees, but you can marry your uncle. Bingo. Gotcha. As long as they don't know he's your uncle. Awesome, Belize. Good job, guys. <laughs> well, that's not the worst thing that was happening to Tim at the time, though. Oh, great. Because, to make matters worse, uh, Tim's troubles back in Soap Lake were starting to follow him to Belize, as his granddaughter now at this time was accusing him of sexual molestation. Why am I not surprised? Right? This fucker's already marrying a 22-year-old whether, you're related exactly, to. Exactly. Whether it actually happened or not, it's not a good look when you're already marrying your niece. I'm just <laughs> That's saying. already a bad start. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> you. It's tough to Fuck. defend yourself that I would never do anything to my family Yeah, right. when you're doing yeah. stuff with right. your family. Literally, yeah, 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 yeah. Gross. So these Ugh. accusations lead us into December of 2014. Tim's heart is heavy as he's trying to cope with the thought of being looked at as some sick creep who touches his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And like I said, might I add, marrying your niece does not help that situation. Yes. Yep, not a good defense. But in these weeks leading up to Christmas, uh, Tim, he reaches out to his children back in Soap Lake in a last-ditch effort to make amends. So I guess over the years, Tim, I, I should say over the, the couple years that he was down in Belize, uh, he grew further and further apart from his own children. But it was, I guess, not out of character for him to be doing this. How, how do I want to say this? Tracy was catching Tim, uh, like, sneaking back onto his computer while they were working at this weird bed and breakfast, 
to send emails back and forth with his children. So okay. he was growing further and further apart. These accusations kind of come up, and then he's trying now to make amends with his children and be like, hey, you know, I'm just trying to be the best that I can to you, and I'm sorry for what's been happening over the past couple of years, but uh, I love you, and I want to make things up. So she's catching him communicating with his own kids. Right. Not really. I is... don't want to say catching him because it yeah, uh, sounds like I'm... how dare you be doing that. Yeah. It was almost like he, it was out of character for him to be doing that. And so it's almost like he was uh, maybe not hiding it. Maybe catching him is the wrong thing. But she, she noticed that he was making an effort now okay. to reach out to his children. Out of nowhere? That's what it kind of seems like. Only, okay, this just happened to be at the same time that his grandkid was like right. Accusing saying him. this. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, and there's Weird even emails, there's emails between him and his granddaughter and he's like, I would never do that to you, you know. And she's like, Hey, you're the adult here. I don't have to explain anything for what you've done. So again, there's, okay, there's, shit. there was never. How old was she at this point? Do you know? Uh, I think by now she was probably eighteen or nineteen. Okay. Because he was sixty-six, Ugh, I believe. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Gross. So, uh, in these emails, actually, in his last email that he wrote to Caleb, his son. One of the lines written and most hauntingly reported nowadays on this case or situation is, I sure loved being your dad. So it, it almost like a past tense. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. taking care of you. So this is where the teaser that I kind of said earlier yeah. um, comes into play. After sending this final email to his son, Tim McNamara steps out onto their back porch there in Belize. And Tracy, she says it's common for him to go out back and fire a warning shot into the sky. Um, I guess protect. I don't know what it's like to live in Belize. Yeah. But he's, she said there used to be, like, strangers that would wander in their property or strange animals. Yeah, okay. Basically get them away. Right. And, uh, yeah, so Tim, he walks out. He shoots the gun. And that's that. After a few minutes, Tracy walks back to check on him. And what does she find? Tim laying on the ground, seemingly lifeless, with a gunshot wound to his head. Okay. It took nearly three hours for emergency help to get to the residence. Dear Lord. And only a few hours after they did, he was pronounced dead. So here's, here's the issue, though. The reason it took three hours for the medical unit to arrive was not because of where Tim and Tracy's house was in Belize, uh, it's not because the emergency support in Belize isn't adequate enough to, I guess, respond in a timely manner. No, the reason it took three hours for Tim to get emergency care after shooting himself in the head is because Tracy, instead of calling 911 as any sane person would, she laid there and cuddled with him. And she was trying to talk to him all while he was basically bleeding to death. Oh, yeah. okay. And there is, there's an mm. interview that she did with Crime Watch Daily uh, back in, I think, 2018 as well, that she's describing this scene. And the interviewer is asking her, why didn't you call 911? And the entire time she's just like, I didn't, I didn't think to. I didn't know. I, I just kind of, I wanted to be there with him. And it's the weirdest interview moment that I've watched in a while because it's like she can't explain why she didn't call 911 
Yeah. She knew that was a thing down there, whether, you know, it might not be 911 right. specifically. but of course. But yeah, it, she's like, I, I couldn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to leave him. I wanted to be there with him. Gotcha. So Tracy, mm-hmm. she calls Tim's son, Caleb, uh, tells him that Tim committed suicide. And then at the hospital, so Caleb, Caleb flies down on the first flight. Uh, the story goes that Caleb, first thing he asked was, did he try to kill himself? And of course, she said yes. So at the hospital, after Caleb flies down to Belize, uh, investigators, they talk to both Caleb and Tracy separately, trying to figure out, you know, get as much info about the, the situation as possible. And at some point, it's reported that after Caleb talked to the police down there, he told Tracy that she better get herself back to the U.S. as soon as possible. Again, I say it's reported because... So I I heard this on one of the videos I used to research this. And then I kept trying to find where I heard this. And I could not find the moment that I heard this. Hmm, Okay. But, yeah, there's... Really quick, who's taking care of the farm in the U.S. when they're down here? I don't think anybody's really. I, they probably have a like system a set up. Or yeah, okay. exactly. Because so they're down there kind for of years. A, yep, so, okay. set it and forget it type thing. Okay. And yeah, so there's, um, like I said, she was basically told by Caleb, his son, that you might wanna, you might wanna head back to the U.S. because Belize police and investigators started thinking that Tracy might have something to do with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh. is there an extra extradition? Sorry, rule like. So Tracy, she did end up uh, heading back to Soap Lake okay. on like the next flight, is what it sounds like, or basically as soon as she could. And yes, there was. Um, Does the U.S. have that? Yes. Can we extradite so, you back down to Belize for that? Yes and no. Um, what I have written here that Belizean police did issue a warrant for her arrest in 2015, so mm-hmm. not long after this, uh, but she was never extradited. Oh. So uh, there, she could be, but they was never— Was she already in custody here? No. Oh, where? No. Okay. And she can't—I guess you can't—how could she be put into custody, I think you, you can know? be held here while they come get you, while they figure it out. Like, I think if you're— uh, like it's this not like is, you're allowed to be free while you're on a uh, suspicion of murder. Like they right. can hold you here and then bring you back down there. Right, and this is kind of I think a situation where it's up to the country that the person is currently residing in yeah. to say, okay, we're going to help this other country out, right. seek this person out, and then hold them yeah. to extradite them. Okay, okay. So the U.S. said, and it kind of makes sense, I guess, in a way where it's like, well, she's an american yeah you're saying that she did stuff in your country but she's back here in america like we're not going to help you try to take one of our people even though it's a situation it, yeah you but know it's, what I it's mean. not like, obvious she killed him so yes. it's not like she's a mass murderer and like it's obvious and they're trying to get her back down there yeah right yeah, right. yeah. until so, that i guess until they can prove their case you know exactly yeah and so she tracy she made it back to soap lake um the daughter and son of Tim McNamara, so Caleb and Jennifer mm-hmm. is the daughter's name, they ended up filing a wrongful death lawsuit against Tracy because they believe that she killed their dad. Okay, so now um, she's got shit going on in both countries. Yes. Okay. Yep, and they, they think she killed her dad in order to collect the life insurance and obviously ownership of his properties. Mm-hmm. So not only... Here, here's the interesting thing. is not only was there one 
policy of life insurance out on Tim. He had two of life course, insurance policies. And how much were they? They were like five hundred thousand a piece. Okay. So people uh, have definitely killed people bucks. for less. Yeah. Much less. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the businesses, and you know what I mean. Like it's not just the life insurance. Right. Like all this shit, all this other stuff is worth shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so the issue, or the the weird thing about this um, lawsuit that they filed against Tracy, so you know Caleb and Jennifer is that they had to do it via a civil lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit. They couldn't okay. um she it wasn't a criminal lawsuit because nothing in America here or nothing in Washington state was criminally done. So they can't file a criminal charge against her. So that's where the the wrongful death lawsuit comes into play. And there's a few things uh, it's really interesting because most of the um, I guess other researchers, podcasts, uh, YouTube channels that have covered this case, this all happened, or they they usually covered it a few years ago, and there was no update to the situation. Okay. So most people will understand that there was a lot of questions going around, uh, around uh, or there was a lot of questions around this case because. Some interesting things, obviously, it took place in Belize. It doesn't help that there's no real evidence or anything that you can look at. It's, again, it's not a criminal case, so there's no, um, I guess, you know, there's no evidence to really look at here. There were the, the things about the situation down in Belize that happened is that their investigators are saying, listen, there was no gunshot residue on Tim's hands. There was no blood on Tim McNamara's hands at all. And who's saying this? The Belize police police. investigators, yeah. They said, and actually uh, this is something that the the prosecutors up here are saying that the trajectory of where he shot himself was like in the back of the head. I was going to ask you, when you said that he was found dead, I almost was like, where was it? Yes. And also what kind of gun is a big thing too. Right, so the gun that was used to kill him was in Tracy's name. But it okay. was a, a household gun. So it was just a handgun. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. a rifle or no, like, no, no, okay, because no. some of like these people be with the weird. shotguns. Are yeah. Like, yeah, he shot himself twice with a shotgun yeah, to kill okay, himself. Right. Like, yeah, okay, right. Obvious. No. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and <laughs> prosecutors up here are saying, uh, you know, in conjunction with the investigators down in Belize, that, hey, it all points to that he got shot in the back of the head at an upward trajectory. Because the person that probably shot shorter him, than him was shorter yeah. than him, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Tracy. That makes sense. And uh, for the most part, like I said, this case was in like litigation for years. Um, it wasn't until just last month, March oh, of 2022, that I actually went to trial. Okay. And after a three-week trial, a Grant County judge found Tracy Nessel guilty in the killing of Tim McNamara. Okay, so a judge found her guilty, so yes, there's no jury. Yes, because this is a c- civil trial. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this is where it, that's where things are kind of uh, interesting are, about this case. Those are almost worse. Right, because here's the thing. So his all of his properties and everything were frozen during this yeah, uh, litigation. So she couldn't obviously sell good. the properties, couldn't make any money off right. of it. Um, however, she still did, she was still the recipient of his life insurance so she had money uh, obviously off of um that and uh yeah so the judge over in grant county 
found her guilty, and he ordered her to pay $3.2 million to Tim's son and daughter. And, yeah, that is uh, kind of where the case ends, is that she was finally, quote-unquote, convicted for it, but again, it's a wrongful death lawsuit, so she's not in jail. Um, She's not, you know, quote-unquote, a murderer. She just had to probably sell all of his property and pay them what she owed him. So she's not in jail? Nope. I don't believe so. How are you convicted of murder and then you're just not in jail? You know what? Is it because it's in another country? Hold on. So I just looked it up and, yeah, there is nothing to say. How do you just get away with it? That's so weird. I... That's maybe the difference of what a civil lawsuit versus a criminal lawsuit. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of weird things about this. And, and one of the weirdest uh, little facts, I should say, about this situation, you kind of questioned it earlier, is why did she get an invite to the wedding in the first place? Because she was already married over in North Carolina before her and Tim ever had this relationship begin and she some for some reason was invited to the daughter's she's wedding. family it's her cousin it could be right now another question that came up to me remember i told you and this is me kind of just going off of uh random facts that i have in my head about this case and random questions that i've had and uh you know the the case for the most part is over but Remember, I said that for some, or Caleb at some point told her, you might want to get back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So Caleb, he obviously in this situation, he's thinking that she killed him. Okay. Right? But why would he be like, you might want to get back to the U.S. if he's like, you killed my dad for all of his shit. Like, fuck you. You're going to stay here. I know the police are looking into you. I want your ass to go to jail, you know? So Tracy... And this is even weirder than anything's been so far. Oh. She says that going back to 1999, she would come back to Soap Lake every summer and was having a sexual relationship with Caleb. What? And she says that the night that Tim killed himself, when I don't want to say killed himself, the night that Caleb flew down, they together had to, uh, you know, assure or reaffirm that it was him. Uh, identify the body quote unquote she said that Caleb stayed the night with her that night and they had sex in the shower or something along those lines what yeah the fuck and now I'm like and she she was asked so you are saying that you had a relationship with Caleb she was like well I don't know how you would say relation I guess a, a sexual relationship then yes and that, like, that she was asking in an interview. And she's like, yeah. And now I'm like, so is that the reason why she was so invited in the first place? Are they place? in on it together? The dad dies I, and they both benefit from this and then she took the fall? Listen, the prosecutor for representing lot. Caleb and Jennifer, you know, the son and daughter of Tim, she was like basically saying this, this woman's batshit crazy. <laughs> and she thinks she can say whatever she wants. Because she kind of really can, because it seems like, again, even though right now she's been 
you know, guilty of killing him, she's not really facing any uh any damages, I suppose. Or I just I don't even know. I'm like so lost right now. This is a lot. Yeah, it's a weird one. It is a weird one, and that's where and I think you're just confused because like this is I'm still confused how you get away with this. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Is that you're not facing okay, any Okay, you owe three million, great. But you're still free, that seems weird. And then now that I know about this Caleb thing, has he ever been interviewed? Does he deny it? Does yes. he Yeah, so he's, he's married? You know, his, he has a family? his lawyer on on behalf of them is denying it for of him. Of course. I'm of course. But yeah, it it is a weird one. And again, like I said, yeah, you know, a, a civil lawsuit is and gross and confusing mm-hmm. and warped and incestuous and there's so many words. Dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah, like this is I'm just fucking like nauseous. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things know. going on and I'm uncomfortable. I'm going <laughs> to uh go ahead and point you guys towards Googling or I guess on YouTube searching Tracy Nessel and interview or something along those lines because her demeanor in all of this i'm gonna google it right after this because i don't know this this. one she is very much you look at her and you can't read her at all so she looks like somebody who sociopath right but she looks like somebody who maybe is very spiritual and did feel like she found uh her person quote unquote in this world you mean her uncle so that's where (laughs) researching this i was like there are situations where people are really connected to family members and i'm like i wonder if they just confused um the emotional connection that they had together as like how typical family members but would have she it. was married so she had to know what like love feels like outside of that right unless right. It and wasn't maybe like love, this whole know. like a uh, again I she she seems like a very spiritual type person. So when she found Tim, and even if she knew or there was rumors that she was his uncle or he was her uncle, that she just rumors or like facts. It, <laughs> just, well, yeah, uh. it, maybe she just felt like there was a connection still there, and there was confusion. I just can't. Uh, yeah. Why is it that I feel like I can listen to like they were stabbed ninety five times in the eyeballs? I'm like, cool. And then like you're telling me someone's fucking their uncle, and I'm like, I can't do this. Right. Uh, you need to turn well, this off. Well, it's because you're a sane person <laughs> in that sense <laughs> kind of, of the word. Like, ew. Like that's too much for me. Yeah. In this interview, again, we'll watch it after this, and I point Ugh. you guys toward towards it. She, it's so. Ugh, it God. is like somebody that can't. Um, figure out what's going on with them inside she looks very clearly happy but also when she starts talking about tim in a emotional way she gets sad and upset is this like kind of like jody arias where she's like off her rocker but like she seems normal but then like she has that (sighs) look in her eyes where there's nothing there uh or in this situation when i'm watching it she looks more like um, if you think of, if you're coming from the uh, viewpoint that she killed him, it's more like you look in her eyes and you're like, you're fucking hiding something. But the mm. rest of her is like just a normal, very, like I said, spiritual looking type person. So, so he, she, just, he just goes out on the deck and just kills himself with her there. Like what mm-hmm. if she had walked out, if she had seen him, like. Yeah. And obviously the defendants, the, you know, defending uh, attorneys didn't even are, know 
Uh, no, but that's where they say these emails back and forth with his children. They're going to read into it. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they think that that is where, you know, it was clear that he was upset and, uh, yeah, you sure know, on the verge it. of suicide. It wasn't good enough. She yeah. lost a lawsuit. Yeah. So, but yeah, there is a, again, go watch it because there's one moment where the interviewer says, so he was your uncle. And she's just like, yeah, he was. Just Ew. like weirdly... Like, okay, I'm gonna you're just go like, watch it. So. Everyone else go watch it too, because I don't want to feel uncomfortable <laughs> by myself. <laughs> and yeah, and I don't, I don't know what I was just gonna nauseous. say there. I just, yeah, it, it is very definitely. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> Thanks for that weird fucking case. Well, right, you're right. welcome. That's great. <laughs> you're welcome, Thank everybody. You, I think, for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we like to. Wow, I'm gonna sleep really well after that. <laughs> Like I never look my uncle in the eye. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I hope uh, everyone else enjoyed it. I know you love that one, Christian. Mm-hmm. You loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this has uh, been a fun one. It's a weird one. <laughs> so it fun. is uh, so fun. <laughs> so fun. Washington's got some weird people in it. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to do the next one. There's True. no uncles in this next True. one, guys. True. All right, well, uh, that's going to do it, I think, for this one. Yep. Unless you have anything else to add. Nope, I'm no? just going to spend the next <laughs> day recovering from that. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, this has been the True Crime Banter Podcast. Yeah. and We'll see you next time. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Take care.